A lot has happened in the last seven days. Football was coming home this time last week when we last spoke, and I don't think it is anymore. How are you doing, Dan? It is doing well. Just to clarify, everyone, it's still coming up. It's not coming up. It's, um, look, only two teams after two games had won both games. Yeah. Two teams. So on that logic, if we're sensible coming, then just give it, just just make the final with them two teams. No, of course not. <laughs> Who Four are points. Teams? Italy and Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Four points. Ain't the end of the world. We've got the Derby game out of the way. They've had their little day out in London. And, you know, I remember my first draw. <laughs> you know, I was over the moon about it as well. But we move on. They've had their bit of fun. They won the World Cup final, drawing 0 0 at Wembley. And there we go. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we move on. Um, you know, this will be coming out with a game this evening. Oh, uh, Denmark nearly. Uh, uh, hold on, who's playing in red and who's playing in white here? Are Russia playing in red? Yeah, I'm. I'm looking the wrong way here. Yeah, I think sorry. he's got. A diff- you've got a different game on. I think. Oh, sorry, I've interrupted you there. Are you watching? Uh, who's the other one? Belgium, Finland. Ben- Belgium, Finland. Yeah, sorry, we've got different games on the back. Sorry, you carry on about England, Dan. Sorry. So yeah. So anyway, look, we'll, we'll wait and see who, who, who we who we get in the next round, but. Look, given at the end of the day, I just brought a bucket hat with it's coming home written on it in the Euro 96 font. So, you know, it better be coming home. Because, well, yeah, yeah. Let, let's I mean, ultimately, I just wear that hat, you know, once every two years. So, you know, well, happy you days. Haven't, you haven't got a year to wait next year. And actually, that'll be quite nice when it's November, December for the Qatar World Cup. Because it'll give your hair you a bit warmth, won't it? So, yeah, yeah when we're going yeah, to the pub for that one. But, yeah, <laughs> I was very, very demoralised after, um, after that on Friday, unfortunately. I feel like... It was, it was my first, it was, I, I watched that one at the pub. Yes. Um, yeah. And actually what I was most devastated about was not having that moment of celebrating with my mates Yeah. that I hadn't, I hadn't really seen in a pub setting very much in the past 18 months. Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, love, one of the best things about football, maybe the best thing about football is watching it with your mates. And you know, didn't get that moment. So like tomorrow I'm watching it at a mate's house. And, and even though it's just, there's, I think there's only three of us, I still just hope we score. I just yeah. like that moment, but it was, I was just gutted that the pub, we were having a great time. And then it just, just had nothing. How was the pub? Uh, I haven't been to a pub for, for a game yet. How was the pub uh, in COVID times? What, did, did they have to have a lot less people in there or how did it all? No, nah, all, all you would, all you would, all you would have, I mean, we had, I mean, we had seven people at our table. I mean, mm. the, the rule of six. At the end of the day, you wouldn't know the COVID other than the fact that it's table service. I'm and to be perfectly service. honest, to be honest, perfectly honest with you, it's great. Yeah, I like table service. Never had to get up. Long may, every long time may that continue. Yeah. yeah, I was all over that. Yeah, yeah. superb. So, yeah. And, uh, so, this pub that I went to, we were actually meant to be going tonight, should we say? Um, but we thought, last group game, there's only three of us now. Let's save a few quid, but we've got it back. Back, going to get it back booked up for the the later game. So yeah, so um, I'd recommend going. I mean, again, it depends what pub 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 you want to go. I mean, I've still seen you know images of what people refer to Box Park Croydon. For anyone who doesn't know, that yeah. still doesn't really look like something I would enjoy. Um, yeah, I think maybe not for me. I'm still I'm still holding on to a hope that England are going to beat Czech Republic. What is tonight, and then I might get tickets to the second round, but. 
Um, there you go. We shall see. We shall see. I might go to Inferno's if not, which is a <laughs> like a, a pop up. There's a pop up like football thing in there. It's got quite good reviews. So like with like dance oh, yeah, star yeah. tables. So yeah, might uh, might do that. But anyway, we'll get away from uh, get away from football. We'll get on to Mid South Wrestling in the June the twenty second, nineteen eighty five episode. Um, so Joel and Jim are back at the desk. We've got the Fantastic versus the Dirty White Boys, Brickhouse Brown and Mark Reagan. Jake Roberts and the Barbarian are here also. And Dick Murdoch returns to Mid-South Wrestling. The good old snowman, our favourite wrestler and the Wrestling Observer, wrestler of the year, 975, is there. Brad Armstrong will be taking on Dirty Dutch Mantel. And Ross says it's a positive feeling going through Mid-South. He said that Duggan had received over 10,000 letters, which have really touched him. There's a feeling of unity against Akbar, who wants to run Mid-South and run wrestling all over the world. We then cut to Akbar, who was standing with a new recruit, whose name was really difficult to hear at the start. He said he told everyone he would bring Mid-South to, to its knees and put Watts onto the streets. He said it's the Godfather's time and he dares anyone to defy his quest to take over the Mid-South. He says he understands Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch is back, but he needs to remind everyone that he is always a step ahead of the rest. Ross said that the man was the Zambui Express, so this is someone that I wasn't familiar with at all. And he had worked under the name Ray Candy all the way back in 1973 for All Star, sorry, All South Wrestling Alliance promotion out of Atlanta. He worked for various promotions throughout the rest of the 70s, including Florida, Central State, St. Louis, and later Georgia Championship Wrestling. Into the 1980s, he did a tour with All Japan in March and April 1980 before making his Mid-South debut at the Superdome in a victorious effort over Killer Khan on August the 2nd, 1980. Uh, and prior to his run in mid this run in Mid-South, he'd primarily been in Mid-Atlantic and Memphis. And later in 85, he worked for Inoki in New Japan. Um, and he passed away, sadly, at the age of just 42 in 1974. So he was still a relatively young man, or a very young man here. Um, and he was in action straight away against Terry Daniels, Ross said Zamburi was over 600 pounds, which he certainly was not. Um, I would say it was a little bit smaller than the one-man gang for comparison. And Joel called him an extremely strong force. Um, Joel actually started to call him Ray Candy at one point, but stopped himself as Daniels was decimated. Zamburi hit a big diving headbutt for the win in 151. I thought he looked okay in this, but not super impressive. What did you think of the reintroduction of Zamburi? Um, he looked like he was dressed in... Like a what, what? What? I don't know what you call it. Oh, you, I think in states you call it trailer park, but like I'll call it like he was dressed in like a council estate tracksuit. <laughs> Fair. Um, and it was pulled. The trousers are pulled up so much. It looked like he had what, what what is referred to as camel toe. I think, but nice. He looked wow. an, in essence. He looked like just a like a yeah washed up sort of woman in a council state with 50 kids or whatever do you know what i mean like it just looked an absolute mess like but what i'm saying you know he's being referred to as like a you know new recruit you know you know secret weapon it was a it was a, a mess um <laughs> but um and then obviously he does his match i mean let's be honest you just done the standard big man yeah which i put as punch slam drop on him that's that what it. that's and, and that's exactly what he done. He hit him, he then slammed him down, and then he dropped on him. And and we've all seen it. It happens. Obviously, we knew it was going to be a squash. We discussed last week, you know, another thing about Terry Daniels. He's gone from, you know, taking ages to take, you know, being given being given time to undress in appropriate way to keep his gimmick up, to do you want to go in against this bloke here? He's just going to beat you up in a matter yeah. of seconds. 
it, and that's happened in the space of like a couple of months yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and i know we touched on it before but uh, it's pretty crazy um but yeah i i mean you know he's I, i'm guessing this guy's going to be pushed a little bit um I'm not expecting too much. I'm not expecting that if he hurt himself, he will receive 10,000 letters like no. Axor did, no. which which I think we need to make a note that when Eric is back on, mm. we need to ask him where these things go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did, did they, did they, actually, part they of me is exaggeration. Part of me thinks it might not be. Part of me thinks they receive a, a, 10,000 is a lot, but... Like I wonder, like I don't know, because I could did see totally like give, two and a half a... to five potentially. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. happens? Yeah. I mean, because we obviously we said before that you know, I mean, the main one we wanted to know is you know, when Super Day of the Super Day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is Eric? Is Eric got a little catalogue of of, of 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 women? But yeah, just in, yeah, very interesting. But yeah, I don't see Zambui being a being a force to be reckoned with. Hit. No. No. Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch versus AJ Styles' third cousin twice removed, Carl Styles up next. Ross, after the break, said that one of the great things about being involved in pro wrestling is you have some great friendships. And the next person is one of his great friends. Dick Murdoch is returning to Mid-South Wrestling for a very specific reason. Murdoch said he's no stranger to everyone watching. He said people knew he was laid up in Tokyo and that someone was trying to get hold of him. Someone from Bixby, Oklahoma, who had, who had some run-ins with him previously. He was told about what Akbar and DiBiossi were up to. And Murdoch <clears> said that by the time he had sobered up and listened properly, he had, he had heard what happened to Terry Daniels. Murdoch said he comes to kick it all over the territory. He said something I'm not going to repeat about Akbar. And then he said um, a few other bits and pieces, and that was it. I've heard a lot about Murdoch. I thought this was all over the place. He botched a few lines here, and it was really difficult to follow. Um, what did you think of this promo on the return of Dick Murdoch here? So it's really weird you say that because I just obviously I'm, I'm guessing you're meant to like be like oh Dick Murdoch's back. I don't know how this is going to pan out, Dick Murdoch, but I was just like, who's this bloke? I don't like him. I've decided already I don't like the guy. I'm I'm, I'm being told to like him and I should like him. Um, you know, good friends, Joe and stuff. And he mentioned he mentioned he mentioned that I've been in Japan. And I tracked down the emergency phone that had a call from Bixby. Yeah. Right, you've been to Japan. Did you find the emergency phone when you were there? I did not find them. Find them. The I one found emergency a few, phone in Japan. I, I found that. a few I've things, but not the emergency phone. Yeah. I mean, and then, like you say, things like that. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I can only assume he's trying to make it out. Like, I viewed it like he's trying to make it out like he's Superman. <laughs> like they need that they need his help yeah he's heard the the you know da, 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 da. oh that's me you know what i mean like you see always seen the back sign in the sky that's um but yeah i mean yeah i'm 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 not i'm not sure he, he originally said um i'm gonna kick you all over the earth and then he changed it to territory quite a difference <laughs> um and how old is he uh, I will tell you in a moment. Yeah, I'm getting the vibe. This is the man they brought in to save Mid South from from your act bars and all of that. Who is this old bloke? Like, and you know, and I'm sure that for you know the people there at the time, I might be committing you know some some terrible sins here by 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 going at this guy. But what I, I didn't understand. 
No, I, I, he was 38 here, but I think tough paper round. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Stampede's alive in 85. The Stampede is alive in 85. They kept pushing that throughout the whole show, didn't they? Um, it, I've done a little bit of research on that, which I'll discuss next week. Okay, well, I look forward to that. Stampede's I look forward to that. So... After the promo, we got his in-ring return. There was no music and not much of a reaction from this crowd as he came no. out at all, was it? No, no reaction. <laughs> no, no. Just to clarify that, the reason I laugh is because I was, I was thinking, who's this joke? And then I was then thinking, okay, well, the crowd are going to lose their mind. And then he just sort of walked in. Yeah. And I just thought, the crowd looked like they feel like I do. Like, oh, he's come to save the day. Oh, great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were probably expecting like a Hulk Hogan the way he was built up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, it was um, it was weird actually. I just um, I just I, yeah, it just just didn't quite click. And Murdoch could not be he he was known to his crowd, but he hadn't been in seen in mid south since a winning effort over <coughs> Marty Lundy, who's later known as Arn Anderson, on the January fourth eighty four show. And Ross actually mentions where Murdoch had been since his last appearance in the WWF primarily, along with New Japan tours and one half of the WWF World Tag Team Champions in the North-South connection with Adrian Adonis. And he was the champion for 279 days. But Ross said he didn't want to go back and try and regain those titles. Instead, he wanted to be in Mid-South because of what Akbar was doing. And um, Murdoch won this with the Brain Buster. I thought he looked okay in ring. That was probably the best part of this whole thing. Uh, what did you make of Murdoch's in-ring part of this return here? Yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that because, yeah, so he opted against, they actually mentioned, yeah, they said he opted against WWF. Yeah. They actually na they name-checked, which I thought was quite interesting because um, he wanted to come to Mid-South, like you say. Um, I mean, yeah, a couple of, I mean, like, like, I know they do this, but he sit, his promo is him calling out all the big names and he starts off with Kyle Styles. Um, also, like, they kept emphasising, I don't know if you noticed, the weight difference. Mm. And, 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 also, they said that he weighed 275 and a quarter pounds. Not a chance. And I was like, what, what's this? But I was also thinking, I don't know, like, there's just something about this guy that I think you're, you're meant to be in awe of him. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, it's all, you know, like just little things like that. Like, I think Murdoch was a big star. I don't know much about Murdoch because Murdoch's WWF run. If, you're, if your key run is prior to their national expansion, which his was... I'm just not going to, you know, we, our generation of people aren't going to know that much about these no. guys unless you've gone back. No, no, that's what but, I mean. Like, yeah, you know, I'm he, sorry if I'm committing blasphemy. Uh, I think we but, probably are in a way, but we can only call it as we see it, can we really? And, and, and this guy, yeah. fine in the ring, but the promo was all over the place. And, I, and Murdoch was, was a big star and did lots of tours with um, New Japan. And that was primarily the reason he, he left the WBF because he wanted to continue working in Japan and he would go back and forth um, between there and, and Mid-South and for, for the next year or so before going to Jim Crockett in 86. So yeah, that was really the reason why this was, but yeah, any I mean, more I thoughts on his, on this, this, this short match. They mentioned that he learned the brain buster in the Marines. I just put, what were they doing in the Marines? <laughs> <laughs> he learned, they went, oh, the brain buster, he learned that in the Marines. Did yeah. He? I mean, I'll be honest, mate, if I was in the sort of trenches of you, get your gun. I, I don't know how to shoot. What do you know yeah. how to do? Come here, come here, come here. Let me lift you up. <laughs> like I don't think that's going to be any good. I don't. I'm not sure he did learn it in the Marines, but there we go. Um, yeah, again, a lot of emphasis around actually in being in the Marines. Um, not that, not that being in the army done Private Terry Daniels from the Cobra Corps any good, but there we not go. Not easy. I got him involved in, in wrestling, but not not much help to him now, really. But 
Yeah, um, Jake Roberts and the Barbarian were up next against Wendell Cooley and Frankie Lane. Um, I had thought that Jake and the Barbarian had turned face a couple of weeks ago, but seemingly that was not the case. Um, the picture went funny during this, which took me back to the days of watching a VHS tape that had been used too many times and started to degenerate. At one point, all we got was a white screen on the picture while the crowd reacted to something. Um, just about managed to make out the DDT as Jake and the Barbarian won this in 257. Any thoughts on this match? And I guess you couldn't see any of it like I couldn't. Yeah, um, Barbarian, I think this before, reminds me a little bit, quite a bit of Hercules, I mentioned before. Mm. But other than that, my only other comment was, as you just pointed out, there's a lot of VHS issues here. Yeah. And it just made me, made me, made me sort of, I got the question here. Did you have any notable instances growing up where you lost a recording on VHS? So if, yeah. if I start, if I start for me, it was we- on a weekly basis. I, I had the VHS nervousness. So my, Sky was downstairs, and for Raw, I would want to record it. Yeah, and so you had number one issue. Depending on what time I went to bed, was what VHS I used because you needed yep. the long play or short yeah. play, but generally <laughs> long play. So you had to make sure you had you you got a long play. And secondly, obviously, it would only record the channel it was on. Yes, yeah, and obviously, if I obviously you know I'd have school whatever. So I want to go to bed. So I'd have to rely on my dad to turn it back to Sky Sports 1 before he went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> now, for me, luckily, given the sports fan, and you obviously know him really, really well, he generally loved a bit of Sky Sports, you know, Sky Sports 1 before bed. But there'd be sometimes I'd be watching and I'd just be thinking, this is still on, like, like right. You know, I'd be fast forwarding and I'd just be like, there's, there's Coronation Street. Yeah. Oh, mum's changed that to EastEnders. It's not changed. Why is it not changing? Should have changed by now. And then I'd get to the point where I'd be like, there's no it's way my dad happening. is yeah, watching. There's no way my dad is watching that. There's no way he's watching that. <laughs> and then realising, and that would always be the devastation. I give him credit more often than not. You know, I'm talking 80 to 90% of the time he he done it. But the obviously it would just mean you had to wait till the the replay yeah. Which is generally, but the problem with the replay is they would do the freezing of the chair shots. They didn't have a like raw that. replay, so it'd be like superstars or highlight show, and you couldn't, you couldn't yeah, or highlights, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you couldn't, you couldn't, no. no, it's bizarre thinking about it. They didn't have a, like a, yeah. even if they showed raw at two in the morning or something, it would have been better than nothing, wouldn't it? I mean, I don't know why yeah. they didn't do it. Yeah. But that was my weekly instance. But, you yeah. know, I just wondered if, do you have any more? I, I didn't have really any particular like ones where I was like, you know, I was just got to the main event and it switched over to, you know, recording <laughs> my sister or something. Did you have anything like that? My big one was, uh, there's, I, I dropped my summer Sam 1990 VHS tape. I've recorded off sky movies plus. So that broke, but my big one was, I don't know if your parents have used to do this, but I would go for the whole rigmarole of you need to leave it on channel 34 yeah. or whatever. Um, to get it. And then it was summer, it was summer Sam 97. So it was Brett versus undertaker challenge for the title, massive match, Austin versus Owen Hart. And I said to my mum, leave it on, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I didn't just stay up for it in, in hindsight, because it, <laughs> it was summer holidays. I was 15. Went downstairs in the morning, of course. But back then, my parents were deathly afraid of like an electrical fire if they didn't turn or everything off at the wall. Like, turn the stereo off at the wall. Turn the TV <laughs> off at the wall. We're going to die in an electrical fire. No, you're not. Um, so she turned the thing off, and I was so... I was uh, unbelievably enraged. I'm with you. So there's no internet. I, well, I mean, there was an internet, but we didn't have the internet at home. No way of finding out. One of my friends um, 
So I lived in Purley. One of our friends lived the other side of Reedham. I knew that he would have recorded it, but he was like, I phoned him up. I, I, I was getting up early because I used to do a paper around then. I phoned him up like maybe 10 o'clock, like the earliest possible time that it was socially acceptable to phone someone during school holidays. And he was like, I'm watching it with my dad tonight. I'll leave it in the lobby tomorrow after we finish. You can pick it up in the morning. So I, the next day, I had to wait the whole next day. And I did my paper round and I cycled probably for a good hour and 15 minutes to get to this, this, this kid's house, took the video back, went home, finally watched the bloody thing. So it was just the worst, I mean, the worst time. I mean, it is, it is worth stating that, you know, that is obviously rubbish, but at least, at least someone recorded it. Yeah, but not just that. You've got no. You now you wouldn't be able to last a day without getting a spoiler. No, not a chance. Not a million years. Not a chance. Not a million years. I mean, you could do, but you'd literally have to just like not carry your phone around. Yes. Twitter even does things now where it pops up and goes, "Oh, tweets you might have missed." Yeah. Why, why yeah. are you texting me that? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I tell you one. The, the one that gets me more often than not because I always forget is Instagram. I always forget with Instagram that Instagram oh, yeah, is we, a killer. And, like, that, I've, yeah. and a number of times I've looked at, um, it's usually like a wrestling thing or something, like maybe like the next day of Dynamite where I'm loosely trying to stay away from spoilers, but I'll just open it up and I'm yeah. like, oh, brilliant. It's New Japan's like, quite big for New, that. Yeah, New Japan, someone's standing there with a belt. I'm just like, brilliant. I've, I've missed, I like, you know, I've spoiled the whole thing. Shingo's win over Okada for the title, I got that spoiled. And I, and I, I, mean, I have watched when you that text match, me, but, When you texted yeah. me about that, I was, uh, I was so gutted for you um particularly isn't that the one where oh yeah because even in that we've got our whatsapp group and i even text you and said yeah do not read the message in yeah. that whatsapp group and you're like thank you so much and then later on i've just opened instagram up i literally even look, like, first you page, have yeah. me looking out for you there i know <laughs> still moronic moronic um so after the break we had randy beeson versus the snowman and <laughs> was a big boy who ross speculated was over 300 pounds which again i would doubt i think the weights are way off on this um, Joel's nose grew as he called the snowman a good technical wrestler. This was kept much shorter than last week, thankfully, with a win for the snowman with a power Sam in one minute. Much better use of him. Um, but this guy, as we've talked about, just doesn't have it at all. What did you make of this Beeson versus snowman? Yeah, I mean, he's he's just all strength, isn't he? Um, he's one with a power slam. And Denmark uh, has scored. They said that Beeson's over 300 pounds, apparently. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's a big boy, isn't he? Yeah, but uh, 300 pounds is huge. Like, that's the thing. Like, 300 pounds is so big. Like, Brock Lesnar, when he fought in UFC, he has to cut to 265. So, by a fight time, he's probably like 285. And he's like 6'4", 6'5", and the, like, the biggest man biggest man you'll ever see. There's no way Fat Boy yeah. here was weighing more than that. Not a chance. Like, No. Yeah, I mean, look... I, I literally got nothing on this, on this, <laughs> on this guy. So, I mean, you know, I, I like to fill fill with comments, but I'm not going to lie. I think Stuart does it best sometimes when he's not got anything and just it's goes, yeah, nothing, nothing for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm plead Stuart here. I'm plead to Stuart. Say, I've so, got nothing here. Next up, Tommy Pritchard and Pat Rose versus Brickhouse Brown and Mark Reagan um, instead of his normal tag team partner, Brad Armstrong. So Joel said the Mid-South tag team division was really heating up. So many tag teams all over the world were vying for those titles. Ross said that next week it would be DiBiossi and Williams versus one of those four teams vying for the titles. So I'm not sure what was supposed to happen to the tag team title match was supposed to be on this show between the Rock and Roll Express um, and DiBiossi and Williams. But the teams were going that they were going to choose for a title match were between Jake and the Barbarian, the Rock and Roll Express, the Fantastics or the Freebirds. And Joel speculated on what a good tag team Kamala and Zambui would be. 
Um, Reagan caught Rose the terribly botched drop kick, which looked like it hurt Rose a bit. And then Reagan won the sunset flip in what I thought was a pretty long five minutes. I didn't really like this one at all. What did you, though I thought maybe I was being harsh. What did you think of this? Um, to be honest, most of the notes I've got here are around tag, like the tag division and, <clears throat> and, and, and the competitors rather than the match. Um, I like the purple attire that Brickhouse was wearing. It was quite fetching. Um, mainly because Brickhouse, I dance every single time. <laughs> yeah, out. it is a good entrance. With the fans, I'm boogieing away. I can't yeah. help it. I just can't help it. It's one of them things. Um, another little little side bit. Mark R A G I N. Right. I have been thinking that is Mark raging, as in he's raging. He's mad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's raging. I honestly have been like, that's what he, I thought. That's why he was called. I thought, he, oh, Mark raging. Yeah, like, that, that would be a good name. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then I thought maybe raging ain't it. I don't know. I, I just thought, yeah, I just look fine. Um, he says the tag division's heating up. I completely agree. Yeah. On this and um, if, since I've been on the, you know, doing this review, which this is my twenty sixth appearance. Is it really? Uh, wow. Yeah. Didn't get anything for twenty five. Anyone was asking. <laughs> um, that. Um, but it used to be the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express, right? Mm. And don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, that was a great, um, a great sort of uh, conflict feud, etc. Now there's loads of uh, that level, you know. Even, like you got the tag champions themselves, mm. you know. Even Kamala and this guy, like I'm not even joking, like you know, they there's different tag teams popping up all over the place. The Freebirds popped in, say hello a couple of times. Do you know what I mean, like. There's so many decent tag teams now. It is a really good division. Yeah, and great. it reminds me a little bit of AEW originally. So I think we just, when AEW first set up, I remember thinking, this tag division is nuts. Like, this is so good. And then over, I don't know what they've done, because the majority of teams are the same. And maybe it's just the fact that the Bucks have started to perform at the level that, they should but now every single time they show other tag teams against young bucks i'm just think none of you are anywhere near their level yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to lose that eventually through some sort of you know someone's going to turn on them or something because there is no one close to them yeah at all right and and, and actually i don't watch enough wwe etc but i would be surprised if there's anyone close to them across all all promotions i can't be amazed anyone really at their actual at their level like their people might go i guess the only one that i know some ftr right Mm. that's the one but in AEW, for me they're yet to prove who they are and they've now joined a a faction where they're sort of lost amongst it you know but this division wow yeah this is like this is really like like i'm actually like Genuinely quite like you've got the dirty white boys as well, the fantastics. Any of these people, if they were the tag champions, we wouldn't be going, that's silly. Yeah, no, no I agree. Every I agree. single one of these, you'd say, yeah, okay, I'll get it. I completely understand. And they and protect I, I those belts. Quite... They don't put them on any, 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 anyone, do they? they they've been, they've been high no. profile belts throughout, throughout the time I've been watching this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and what I do like about the DBSE. Dr. Death one is like, what I love about their one is a bit like, I used to like when like Kane and Undertaker paired up mm. or like the rock and Foley. It's like, you've just put two people like you're quite good. And then they, cl- and these two click 
Yeah. I don't know. I just really like them. <laughs> it annoys me, obviously, like, you know, part of their gimmick is, you know, they cheat. But, I, yeah, I, this this tag division, it's really, oh, you can tell I'm going on about it, but actually genuinely quite excited about it. Whereas pre- previously, watching Mid-South, it's always, I've always been like, you know, who's the, who's the different individual champions, etc. Yeah, I agree. Now it's like, certainly a push now, division, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dirty Dutch Mantel versus Brad Armstrong up next, which Ross says said should be a classic encounter. Ross said Brad wanted another shot at the North American title, and Mantel had a perfect record on TV, and this was going to be key to their place in the rankings. Joel said it wouldn't surprise him if they had a time limit draw. Great, thanks, Joel. Let's hope they don't. Um, this was all right, but a little bit devoid of crowd heat and had a really bad finish. Um, Armstrong had Mantel rolled up, but in kicking out, he got shoved into the top turnbuckle. Mantel then cradled him, but held onto the tights with a win in six minutes and 30 seconds. Um, starting to get a little bit bored of some of these finishes. What did you think of Mantel versus Armstrong? Um, the ladies love a bit of Dutch Mantel, don't they? They love the body hair. Did um, really? Did they? Yeah. Yeah, okay. They, I'll tell, yeah. I don't know if you heard, the ladies were singing Dutch Mantel and the blokes were going, no. Oh, really? Did you not hear that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. Dutch wow. Mantel. Dutch Mantel. No. Dutch Mantel. No. Yeah. Obviously, body hair was a big thing in 1985 in um, the I thought the match was very slow going. And then yeah. when Joel mentions the time limit draw, I was like, oh. Yeah, come on. The time limit draw, I can't believe it. I thought it was going that way, but obviously, Dutch Dirty Dutch pins dirty. Um, yeah. oh, the Brad Armstrong thing's interesting. We've mentioned it before, but you you hear nothing but praise for this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Eric again the other week. Completely praise of him, and I'm guessing it just didn't work out for him. Uh, it was around a long time, but he, I think I think the the, the kind of um, knock on him, I suppose, that that's probably a little bit unfair, was that he was like a lovely guy and like really funny and personable and everything backstage, but he never. That 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 it, for whatever reason would be stage fright. I suppose you. I don't know if you've got any mates that are like this, but a couple of my mates like really good singers, and like they would they would like absolutely like poo themselves if they had to go and do like a performance at school or like they were trying to do something. It's like I don't know whether he, he just had stage fright, but he had it, but he just couldn't yeah. do it. Maybe I don't know, but that yeah. was that he looks, was not, he looks like he's getting better anything. every week. I'm watching it. So good in ring, yeah, yeah, and but but again, any any anything you read about the fella or anything it's just always you know i think you mentioned in people certain people you know you've got people's books that they 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 he gets name checked and yeah you know um it's just strange because normally when it's like that like db acid gets name checked yeah and he goes on and does well because mm. to me he is i mean he's on an individual level in mid-south to me he's he's top tier right yeah so, i agree completely yeah but but he's but he's also you know holding titles and stuff and i guess armstrong did as well but it's just, I just find it a bit weird that he's, yeah, like you say, maybe it's a case of not having the personality for it, which is obviously quite vital. Have you got, is it half time, half time in the game you're watching now? Yeah. Have you got um, Mid South Moments, Hottest Man of 2021 on your screen? Or is it Gabby, Alex Scott, and Michael no. Richards? No, I've got. Unfortunately, I've got. I've got. I've got Alan Shearer and Jurgen Klinsmann. Ah, uh, alas, we're sending that. We're sending that love to you, Seth Fabregas, wherever you are. Um, much love, Seth. Yeah, must, much just, love, Seth. I'm, just, I'm yeah. just turning it on. I've, I've just put it on now. To, to put it on to Seth. <laughs> the, the, the newly created Mid South moments, man of the year. Yeah, man of the year, 2021. Man. <laughs> Next up, we've got the Dirty White Boys versus the Fantastic. This time, the Fantastics were out in gold, long cut off jackets and red trunks. 
There were two slight- individuals that were, two individuals that have been up for the 1985 mid south. Oh, big time! These guys Raul, are so just, over. Yeah, let's link it in again. Let's link it in. There was slightly <laughs> less hysteria for what would have been their second appearance on the show in terms of live. Um, but I just thought this was great. I heard Fulton say what's going on to one of the girls at ringside, which really made me laugh. He did it very similar to that, but in an American accent, obviously. Um, I thought it was just really good chat from Fortnite. It's just like, yeah, easy going. It's like, I get this all the time. Like, why not? Um, these two wrestled two weeks ago, or these two teams wrestled two weeks ago, which went to a time limit draw. And unfortunately, there were some video quality issues during this contest. The Fantastics were great with some double team moves, including the old double robo. And they also ran the dirty white boys' heads into one another, which was great. Um, Joel said that the groin and the hamstring were very sensitive when pulled like they were in the rowboat move. And they could really cause you problems in a wrestling match. Um, Ross said the Fantastics were cancelling their bookings everywhere else as they had one goal, the Mid-South Tag Team titles. And next week, we'd have a match with the team to be confirmed, plus the Snowman will be defending his Mid-South television title, which is something I'm sure we're both very much looking forward to. Ross announced there were two minutes of TV time remaining, and the Dirty White Boys remained firmly on top at this point until Anthony missed a splash and Rogers tagged in. The ref was distracted again, and Denton went to hit Anthony with his boot. He missed and hit his partner, and this led to the pin in six minutes and 29 seconds and a victory for the Fantastics to a big reaction. Another long match, but this was the most enjoyable of the show, I thought. What do you think of this Dirty White Boys versus Fantastics encounter? Yeah, so I've got the Fantastics theme on my playlist now. Yeah. Um, so I'm all over that. I, do you know what? I don't know if you know, there is there were some women in the crowd that were making a point, a really big point of not getting up. Oh, really? Okay, I was yeah. pro- oh, rewound. There's like one woman. So it, so you hear their music and everyone gets up and there's a woman. She sits down, folds her arms and like nods her head, like does like, no, no. <laughs> like making a big point of like, I'm not getting up for him, which I thought was brilliant. Um, as the commentator said, the Fantastics were as hot as their red pants. Um, yeah, I thought this was really good. I do like the tag division. They do love that. Well, I, you know, I'm sure this happens across America, but the classic for me, Mid-South tag move is throwing the tag partners into each other. It's an absolute gem. It always happens. You don't yeah. see it now where they throw each other. In, yeah, you don't I've see that much now, but it's really good. Um, second time in the show that they've mentioned, they've name-checked another company. So they said that they've chose Mid-South over world-class in Dallas. And it, it's the second time because they did it earlier on with uh, Murdoch and WWF. We're in essence saying that there's talent there that shows yeah. Mid-South over elsewhere, which, you know, again, we've discussed how there's always these, you know. And they were working with world-class as well. So it's interesting. They yeah. were like, yeah, well, we, there's no, we, yeah. You know, we're not messing about here. But this is just since WrestleMania, this has really picked up. Yeah. Really, really picked up. Um, I remember, Dan, as well, there's something, something important and it wasn't for too much longer but this show that we're seeing was available nationally on cable television during these three months after WrestleMania. So right, though okay. it was a bit later, they weren't seeing it quite, probably about four weeks later. This was, there may be something to that in terms of these mentions in, in terms of a national audience yeah. for this brief period. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dirty White Boys, Dirty Move backfired at the end of the day um, and the crowd completely erupted. And I, just a final thought, just in general, uh, that I just put down actually uh, at, the, at the end of this. I, the 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 mid south um, blazers. Yes. Right. I don't know what it was, but this show because there were seven matches. You saw a lot of Boyd Pierce introduced seven times. He looks old now. 
He looks miserable. He does not look like the Boyd Pierce that is wearing his suits made out of curtains. And it's just really frustrates me and upsets me a little bit that, like, I don't know, he just what now he's just every run of the mill. The next match is this, this, this. He just looks, you know, we're not doing the fashionometer. We're not seeing, you know, we had all them stories about how he got these suits made. And you just don't. He just looks miserable now. I just mm. wish that they would. They had a thing where they just sort of went, look, get your suit made, and then just sew on the mid south patch every week. That would be good. And he's not on commentary. Joe, you know I've got a no. slight, co- slight correction. What I just said, um, mid south was not on TBS. Their TBS run had, had finished by this point. So forget what I just said on that. But yeah, he just seems miserable, and it's just, and he looks old, and like yeah. you say, don't do commentary, and like I don't know, it's weird, but you know, it's a bit like, oh, what. You know what, what? What do you feel was the downfall of your career? And to be honest, in my view, if you asked Boyd Pierce, he'd say, "When I had to wear a uniform." And Bill Watts uh, came back to wrestle, so I didn't get to do commentary anymore because he wasn't on yeah, there. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just yeah. a shame, isn't it? It's just a shame. Yeah. That's just a, like a little side note. Given, think about you know how long, how long you've been in this podcast and the Boyd Pierce fashion almost it's gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. It's gone. Very sad story. And speaking of something that's gone, that is uh, the June the twenty second, nineteen eighty five episode of Miss South Wrestling gone. Um, Ross ran down what was store in for ugh, crikey. Ross ran down what was in store next week, and that was it. A wrestling heavy and angle light um, show, but nothing um, that set the house on fire for me. But a decent uh, nonetheless. And that that fantastic match versus Dirty White Boys was certainly the highlight. What are your final thoughts on this episode of Mid South Wrestling? Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. It was very wrestling heavy, as we said, seven matches, um, but nothing too. There's a lot of building up there, um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, it's just you know one of them ones where you know, if you're into mid south, you're probably going to watch it, right? But um, yeah, for me, for me, and if you like Dick Murdoch, you you got to watch it. If you know someone's out there, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, for me, it's, it, it, I, I just felt it was tag team wise the start of a, a real start of like everyone starting to really push that division we're going to go for that we're going to go for that we want that um and yeah i mean i can't wait to see where that goes yeah good stuff right dan you'll be back next week until then we'll speak to you all very soon Hello, everybody. I am Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express. And if you would like to purchase some merchandise from World's Number One Mid-South Wrestling Podcast, check it out, all the products. That's on redbubble.com, people, Mid-South Moments. They have everything from T-shirts, phone cases, mugs. Remember now, redbubble.com, people, Mid-South Moments. Thanks very much, Ricky. And that link again is redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash mid south moments.